I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Rebel Radio is brought to you by HoneyBook. You know, I talk to so many entrepreneurs, creatives, people, uh, freelancers, you know, people who have their own businesses, and, and it's always the same story. There's always too much to do. You know, you have to run your business, do the thing that you're passionate about, all that stuff at once. So, you know, it's really about having the right tools that you can use. And that's the great thing about where we're at with technology today is there are all these great tools that we can use to make life easier, less stress, help us stay more creative. And that's why I love HoneyBook. It's an online business management tool that organizes all of your client communications, bookings, contracts, invoices, everything in one place. It makes it simple to run your business better and faster. There's templates, there's uh, built-in automation, all kind of stuff to make you look good and kind of let you get back to the work that you care about. You can even integrate the other tools that you use, like QuickBooks, Google Suite, what have you. So save time, do more, be more creative, have more fun, live more life using HoneyBook. Right now, just for listening to Rebel Radio, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off when you visit honeybook.com rebel. Payments flexible, and the promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to honeybook.com slash rebel for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash rebel. Do it now. Yo, what up? We just got back from outer space, and this is Rebel Radio, and I'm DJ Brace. Just landed. About to listen. So should you. Fuck you, Josh. Eh? What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up, what up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Peanut Butter Wolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh, Rebel Radio is going down. What did you say? Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. What's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio, the weekly show where I bring you the Rebels who are shaping our culture. We talk about how they do it, why they do it, and what you can do to get a little piece of the pie for yourself. We're also the only show to bring you new music every week from our friends over at EDM.com. I'm your host, Josh Levine, and check it out. This week, I have a question for you. When I say the word DJ, what do you think of? Me, I think of a person who plays other people's music 
um, you know, usually vinyl or, or uh, you know, CD, whatever it is. It might be hip hop, it might be electronic, it might be open format, it might be oldies. Um, but when we think about today's guest, that those definitions really don't do it justice. DJ Brace is a he's a DMC champion. He's a party DJ. He's a uh, he's a great producer. Um, but he's really he's a turntable artist. If you watch his videos online, like I have uh, some of his routines, he's got this uh, new instrument that that I had never seen before, the fretless fader that enables him to make sounds and do things with records that I've just never seen before. It's it's a uh, it's a work of art and technology all in one. And he's got some great stories about his journey, how he got here, where he's going, and uh, what he goes through to be that. Um, that technically proficient uh, as well as musically creative. I hope you'll join us and enjoy this one uh, coming up right after the EDM.com track of the week. Yo, that was Kid Angel with Damaged, the EDM.com track of the week. If you like that one, get over to EDM.com, check out more new music. And now let's get into the interview with DJ Brace. No, that's good, man. I love, uh, I love all the background. It's amazing. Cool. Um, and I'm, I'm uh, well, let's get into it. Um, that's so much fun. I love the, like, I don't want, I don't care about this till you win. That's amazing. That's like the most punk rock thing you've said. I don't care. Oh, yeah, like yeah, that's that right. Word. I mean, I was like, oh, yeah. shit, you know, but, uh, but yeah, man. What's so, up, yeah, guys? so it's cool to do this, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, we met uh, at the Z-Trip thing. That's right. And I really enjoyed that. I know I dragged my wife out to it. Oh, cool. Because we're like, you know, still new here in LA, yeah. trying to like see things. I'm like, come out to this thing. And she usually hates... I don't want to say hate, but doesn't like the DJ and hip hop uh, things that I that take right? her to. Uh, sometimes she'd be like, hey, this is, you know, it's kind of right. dope. My wife's the same way. You know? Yeah. But so I was like, university, nice campus, uh, Z yeah, trip. It's a beautiful day. And yeah, beautiful day. And she's, sure. she's, she's uh, heard of Z trip before. And, and you know, and uh, I think she, she ran into him once with me. I introduced her to him before. So she was kind of like nice. some common ground. And then, you know, the, 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 the questions you asked and, and, and the type of interaction was like really interesting to me, I mean, even though I knew a lot of the um, answers to his questions. Sure, yeah, yeah. And I mean, being someone like him, where you get asked specific questions like that are, you know, kind of not repeated, but course, they kind of yeah. all lead to the same, yeah. you know, and so I, I kind of knew a lot of his stuff, but it, it answers, but it gave me um, a bit of a different perspective. And then just hearing, you know, the, 
the type, it really interested in me what you do because of the, the you know it's it's not often that you hear someone interview a, a turntablist um, unless they're a turntablist yeah of or, or DJ right. yeah it's usually know. like the technical side yeah oh, oh yeah. Sure. yeah yeah so it's cool but uh, no it's cool man well I'm excited to talk to you because your your stuff's amazing man I've been watching oh, you, you online and um, so uh, and I know you're telling us a little bit of the history which I want to dig into but. Uh, Let's start at the beginning. Do you remember the first record you ever bought? Oh, wow. Yeah, well, okay. So there's a couple of, like, first records that I bought. Yeah. Um, maybe even three. I mean, maybe even four. Because, okay, when I was, like, f not even four years old, my yeah. um, nanny at the time, she gave me... Um, the Culture Club, okay, because I, I was like into Karma Chameleon, uh -huh. you know? and I was really into Michael it's a good Jackson. Kid song. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even, you know, I was just like, she play it. She gave me the tape, and I was like, that's my first tape. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, wait, I can listen to this right. without you being here. I was just like, cool. Yeah. And so I, I understood what like recorded music was, but then um, you know, and I had some like um, you know Star Wars type records mm -hmm. and stuff at that time, mm -hmm. like little mini like, like storybook stuff, and then um, but later like i was like nine and cds just came out okay. and they were expensive in canada like sometimes 40 bucks and yeah I was like, yeah yeah when do I have, yeah where do i have so i started on this like columbia house thing you ever heard of that yeah pay a penny yeah. get a bunch of records i had the bmg yeah okay yeah. so you know and then and then i was like okay i did that but that was only so so much right and so then i was like going i love garage sales i always love Mm -hmm. buying like used stuff and just going mm -hmm. through junk and and finding gold and then i was like oh records okay oh wait i can get records which have music on them for like a quarter and i'm, I'm like well i want that other stuff on cd but right. i just want music essentially yeah. and i knew my mom had a turntable um oh, that wasn't being used so i was like let me just get a bunch of these so i had like boston journey like all these like okay. you know rock records like classic rock records from canada you know and then but then i'll, I'll like once in a while i'd find like a jazz record or I'd find something and, and so i just had this stack but then you know all of a sudden like kind of growing up and then and then there's this like record you know i got iced tea on cd like mm -hmm. I, I was really like you know bef way before body count like like his like yeah, like six, six in the morning. morning police at my door fresh adidas week across the bathroom floor out my back window and so i got that snuck it because it was like you know i was still really like a kid and it was like parental advisory you know and i was like just like pretend I was like one <laughs> I went to like four stores where they gave it to me but right. then Two Live Crew came out yeah and as nasty as they want to be and I just wanted that I was just like you know I wanted that real bad and yeah. for whatever reason and nobody would sell that to me because that was just too far and they were sure. making so much noise yeah. that with that specifically yeah so your mom would have been upset if she found that and she totally was when I finally <laughs> got it you know, we talk a lot on this show about saving, saving time, saving your your creative energy, um, saving money, right? None of it's easy. It's, it's hard. It's hard to save. It's tempting to spend whatever we got uh, when it's right in front of us. But you know, we it's important. We got to save up for the things that matter. It could be a summer vacation, uh, a down payment. It could be trying to start a business. Maybe you're trying to start a street art project. You need money for wheat paste. You know, we all have things in the future that we're saving toward, but, you know, it's hard not to spend whatever cash we have in our pockets. So use the Twine app uh, to make saving money towards your financial goals easier. It takes automatic deposits from your bank. You can set it, forget it, and save without even trying. Get rid of that temptation to spend whatever money is uh, making noise in your pocket. 
and um, you can invest for the things that matter to you. All it takes is $5 and two minutes to get started. And right now, Twine is offering you $15 to help you save for your goals. Just go to twine.com slash rebel. Uh, and when you open your first goal, Twine will add $15 to your account just because you listen to Rebel Radio. Go to twine.com slash rebel today for $15 towards your first savings goal. Start saving today with twine.com slash rebel. So you were telling us before um, how, you know, you kind of started in punk rock. Yeah. And bands. Yeah. And then skating. Um, yeah. And so who... Well, who actually, was, I didn't... Oh, oh sorry. Well, I didn't actually start in punk rock. That was when I first had band, like, situation. Mm. I was... I got a guitar around... My mom said I had to start piano uh-huh. before to try it. And I was like... She's like, try it for two weeks. I tried it for two weeks. I hated it. Yeah. I just really just didn't see the point of it. And so I yeah. got this guitar... And then I wasn't, I was never good at guitar. Yeah. Like I, I really had, actually I was never good at any of this stuff. I had to just put in hours. But anyways, so I was like, yeah, of course. you know, so it's like yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan, that's who I wanted to be at first. I was like sitting uh-huh. in bed trying to like copy him and stuff. And, and that makes me think of something else is that when I first got tapes, I would look and I would remember, like, if it was Led Zeppelin or something, I would remember which side the Levy Brakes was on, mm-hmm. what order it was in, you know, and and then it just got so big because I just started buying some. I just started my, but it didn't get to my long term. I mean, it's funny memory. you say that because you know, memory is really important for DJs, especially especially turntablists, right? Where you're you're you know you're finding the right part of the record and whatever, and watching your stuff. And I, I want to talk about that, but like. You, you're remembering 50 things at a time while you're while I mean, you're performing. I mean, that's the thing. It's like things and and moments. Yeah. Whereas a lot of DJs will speak to them and they'll be like, "This record and that right. re- and that break was first used by so yeah. and so." Yeah. And, yeah. and then and then I finally got a chance to be in a band and we were like this kind of you know punk rocky sort of like light punk rocky band we're called Scumflower and actually true story the guitarist um, from that band is now. Um, uh, Katy Perry's yeah Katy Perry's guitar player okay yeah and um, yeah, and then uh, after that I came to Winnipeg uh, where I joined a band we were called like um, Dropkick and we ended up becoming Bottom Line which became more hardcore and I left that because bands were just hard to it was hard to get your ideas out you know and hard to like you know it wasn't I didn't feel right and so I, I, I went and started just, I was already a skateboarder, but I went full time on that and I was trying to be like pro. Yeah. Or at least sponsored by a shop. And I got pretty pretty good. Yeah. Because um, the thing about skateboarding is it taught me, you can you have to try things if, if, you, if you're, you know, some people came naturally like right away, but you have to try things sure. a thousand times till you get them sometimes. And that's okay yeah. to like live in this kind of like, like not low expectations, but understanding that, that you you will get it as long yeah. as you continue to try and yeah, yeah. and the, the 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 thing about that so it, it led me into to, 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 you know turntables and stuff because I was like I missed music and um, I just said like I didn't even know anything about um, scratching so I was actually I just heard you know on the radio uh, like songs of rap songs I like hip hop and music and and I heard like different 
like pitches of it. Like I heard mm-hmm. this Method Man song. It was like higher pitch. I was like, wow, he's got all these different versions. Like I guess you can only get them on record. So I'm gonna little did I know that they just played right, that right, right. faster to mix. But that yeah. didn't even matter. Where's the fast version? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just like, what? Yeah. But then I went to Fat Beats, and back in the day, the records yeah. were like 425 a record. And keep in mind, I grew up in 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 um, New York between 91 and 94. So okay. I didn't like know any of this stuff about. Right. The, the golden era it just was like around me well we didn't know at the time well yeah but it's just we like, didn't know it was the golden era yeah, we just knew it was that's, popping that's you know? true that's true yeah. I guess what I meant yeah that's true yeah. That's really tr- I didn't realize I was in some greatness I just felt good in New York right. and all this stuff was coming out and I was seeing like all these people on the street like I saw The Edge from U2 mm-hmm. I saw Q-Tip one time I saw like uh, that's New York you, see, you just see t- people yeah and I was just like whoa okay so was there somebody that inspired you to, to start DJing or that uh, showed you, no, that like taught you? No, that's the thing. And yeah. so I was just like, I liked hip hop. And then I remember after hardcore, it was just, uh, it was getting into the point where like bands like Earth Crisis, they were just demanding you to like be so straight edge. They wouldn't even drink mm-hmm. coffee or have sex. And we were just like, all, they were just like screaming uh, this right. like f- anger towards. And I was like, that's just not, I mean, I'm not like a hippie. I mean, I was down with, like, all that yeah, hard shit, but, like, I was just like, you guys just don't know how to live. And then hip-hop was just cool. Yeah. And I remember it from, you know, that was my point in talking about the 90s. I was like, this is just, I remember just feeling good. So I'm going to get that and listen to it. And I still listen to some, you know, my tapes, my hardcore tapes and punk tapes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I just wanted to get those records, and I got the turntables. My dad... You know, I bugged him and begged him, and you know, he got me my first guitar. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. and then he got me some belt drive tables mm-hmm. and Gemini's, which and a Scratchmaster, you know, Gemini mixer. So sure. I was like, at the time, I was like, come on, Dad. But you know, looking back, I'm like, you know, thanks a lot, Dad. You know, you got me yeah. in there, and and so I went to get a record from the record store, you know, and and in town, and um, I, kn- I knew it was the guy DJ Finesse was there. He's like mm-hmm. really like, you know, big time over there in Winnipeg. And I was like, hey, you know how they get that, that sound, that ah uh, sound? He's like, pointed at the record. He's like, that's the only one you need right there. So I was like, oh, yo, this is my Bible. It's like so, a tools record. Yeah, it was yeah. a rectangle, um, yeah, yeah, the yeah. white record. So I scratched that ah uh, with the, the, the yeah. infinite loop. And I was like, wait a minute. Because scratching wasn't the reason. I was just like, you know. Yeah. Got, but then I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I'm way better at this than what I'm trying to do. This is my thing now. I was like, wait. So I just kept scratching and scratching and scratching and then I and then my was graffiti writer friend of mine I thought I was hanging out with graffiti writers mostly came over and he's like yo check this out it's from my brother he wanted me to lend this to you it's a DMC uh, mm-hmm. West Coast mm-hmm. uh, 96 um, so I saw like Melody Babu like mm-hmm. and then uh, all the guys from the East Coast came and the US Finals was at the end too so I saw like uh, Mr. Sinister like like this they were, that was just like that was then like my internet group but I still couldn't really loop the record all right a little bit and then um and I had I had like a long backtracking a long time ago <laughs> it's funny like I was like not, well, not funny at the time but and I was nine and I was riding my bike a CCM bike um it was a Canadian made bike mm. and 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 the pedal fell off I was riding real fast pedal fell off and I just like flew up and the bike landed on me and broke my arm like oh. both bones and I was like 
you know, whatever. I went to the hospital, they fixed it. And, yeah. and, you know, but my aunt was a lawyer and she wasn't having any of that. So she sued them and got like a bunch of money. The bike company. Yeah. Wow. And I didn't really know about yeah, what happened, yeah, sure. but I knew that I was about to be 18. And she's like, so you got this money coming to you. And I was like, cool. She's like, you got to spend it wisely or, you know, let's invest it. I'm like, no, I'll put it in my bank. She's like, but we got it. I'm like, put it in my bank. I had the right. So then I snuck off and, you know, I, I went to this, this place called Advance. It was like a record, an uh, electronic store. They didn't do have anything to do with DJing and anything. It's just they had 1200s. Mm -hmm. They had all this like stuff, but and they had 1200s. So I was like, um, and they were expensive. They were almost $1,000 each. Uh, they were like 850 yeah. bucks and, yeah, yeah. and before tax. And I was like, that was like the biggest thing I ever bought in my life. Sure. But I had this money and I was like, nothing's gonna stop me. I went right to that store. Bought two twelve hundreds, mm -hmm. had the boxes. I was like, I can't believe, like, am I gonna, am mm -hmm. I, you know, that dream when you have all the games you want, the Nintendo or something, right, and then you right, wake right. up and it's gone. So I, I, I know my family's having dinner and I drove home and I was gonna take both of them, but those are super heavy boxes, like yeah. both of them, they're big yeah. boxes. So I was like, they're like, hey, come to dinner, da da da. And I was like, one sec. So I like ran down, snuck one, ran down, snuck another put them in there and I just couldn't I was like eating dinner real fast I was like nice to see you guys <laughs> ran downstairs set them up and then I tried it and I was like wait I can I can rely on when I rewind it that it's gonna be where I need it to be and I was looping the record I started making my first juggle and I was like this is crazy and and yeah and then I heard the DMC was coming like not even a week later it was like serendipity and I was like let's do it you know I have a little bit of a thing with this record and that record you know yeah so that's kind of how it got started that's great mm. I love that I mean it's funny you talk about the turntables and having the right equipment because like you know this this art form comes from like everyone had bullshit equipment at, at the beginning True. right you know yeah. and you know when Cool Herc was mixing breaks direct drive tables didn't exist yet yeah do you know what I'm saying and yeah. Yeah. But you know now, and I, you know, I know that you, um, who is it, Reloop? You, yeah, you created true. a table with yeah. them. Yeah, I did. Um, and I, you know, just looking at that, I just saw it online. And it's like that's light years ahead of the twelve hundred. Yeah, you I know mean, what I mean. Like, like just seeing like mm. what people can do mm. with this machine is it's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So I, do, I think it just speaks to like. You know, as the technology advances, the art form advances. For sure. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. And, like, just uh, one thing about that, though, is a lot of people, um, especially the new DJs, take that for granted now. Of course. So, like, the turntable I designed for them, because um, there's two sides to it, regular DJing side and a musical side. Right. When I first uh, signed with Reloop, I told them right out the gate, I want to design a musical turntable based off the controller one which is this Vestax turntable mm -hmm. um, designed by DJ Woody and some other uh, people um, the, you know Ricky Rucker and um, uh, D Styles a bunch of people like Tico um, yeah. and um, I loved I had that turntable I love that turntable it's what finally bridged like allowed me to really be musical again after all those years uh, mm -hmm. of and not mm -hmm. just like percussive or like I mean, the difference would be, and I'll explain it in a minute, is if I wanted to be musical with notes on a regular, even with Serato, regular turntable, I would have to uh, either change the pitch, which is cool, um, or have many sounds in a row that are my notes, and then, right. like, remember, that's at 9, that's at 12 yeah, o'clock, yeah, yeah. that's at, you yeah. know, 3 o'clock. And that, that's this, a lot. And, and it's, well, it's not even just a lot. It's just, it's not, it's like, imagine if a guitar player 
um, had to like run after his nose, like, okay, I want that note. I'm gonna like, it's like he just, they know where things are and it's all ergonomic and they can get to it easily. Whereas us, it's it's like, and it's not, it's kind of like a, it's not, it's not, it's not natural. Right. Um, and with the controller one, there's a full scale, like uh, a full octave, mm-hmm. and um, you can you know change uh, transpose. So basically, the band's playing, and I have a tone, and be like, nah, 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 nah. okay, you guys, are, okay, let's go, you know. And um, I had like pitch band, and it was solid. It was like like they had technology from NASA up in that motor. I'm right. it's like serious, and it was like you change a note, it was like fast, like right there, yeah. and none of this. So. I told him like, cause it's defunct. Vestax doesn't exist. Those mm-hmm. turntables go mm-hmm. for 5K right now. Right. And I was like, guys, do that and let's make a super dope portable turntable. So fast forward, you know, they they were designing it. They had a, a, the a, um, uh, turntable called the um, what was it the RP8000, mm-hmm. and it had all these buttons like on the bottom, like you know, cue points here. Yeah. And a lot of people were dissing it, but I was like. Um, I got it. It's my favorite table by them. I got it. And no one uses their thumb, really, When, you, when you, if you notice that when people DJ. Sure. It's, like, just kind of yeah. hanging there. So we have an opposable thumb. That's, like, what changed humanity into, like, you know, being able to use tools and stuff. So I was like, wait a minute. So I was like, I could change the sample and then scratch. And, like, it's going to be like, So I was like, now I can change those notes where I need to. Then I was like, wait, why are we doing that? Why don't we just make those change the speed just like the controller one did, talking about it with them. After, because that was before I, I got with them, and and uh, so then um, I had already been using this thing called the fretless fader, which has mm-hmm. like every scale imaginable, and I, I can tell you more about that later. But it's designed by this guy. I've seen giant, it. Giant, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's dope, right? It's yeah. like um, I mean, it's crazy. Like you know, I remember uh, was I remember you know with Z Trip and Radar hmm. back then, and I remember um, you know I'm I'm friends with the. Uh, you know, I've been friends with Apollo for a long time, and he was out with. Uh, remember, he went out with Branford Marsalis. Mm-hmm. It's like his DJ. Oh, uh, Buckshot LaFunk. Yeah, I know that. But wait, a DJ Apollo? Or? Yeah, DJ Apollo. Yeah, like from the Scratch Pickles. Pickles. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah uh, Buckshot LaFunk was dope. I remember that. But I remember like, at that time, like people talked about like, you know, this idea that the turntable is a musical instrument. I think it was actually Branford okay. who said that, and it, it took somebody outside of, you know, DJing. Sure. To kind of say that mm, for people to for believe people, it, right, right, you know. But yeah. and I, but I remember hearing that, and I was like, I, I don't really know what that means. Like, I, mm. I sort of get it, but and obviously, what those guys do is is amazing, and and always has been. I have what years. year was that around when you heard that? Approximately, I'm like ninety five. Like, okay, word. And like you know what what you know, following Cubert, Mike did you know change the game, and what yeah. Z Trip and Radar did change the game, and so. Yeah. Yeah, but I still never. It's really until watching you oh, that I sick. like understood what it means to be mm. a musical instrument. Wow! Um, and to be fair, like I don't mean to you know gas you up, but like I don't think that's even fair. I think like because so there's that one video of you where you're like I think it was one of your DMC routines where it's like the fretless fader and the pedals. Yeah, it was just a wah wah pedal, and it's like. That's way more than playing a guitar. Yeah. Like, like, the, yeah. The, like you got three limbs going and like well, so many different sounds and like yeah. you know not I, I can't play guitar so I'm not I'm not taking anything away from the people. No, that but do it's that. valid. I mean, you're watching this. You're respecting. It's a lot of fucking work that you I mean, put in. I mean, like, 
I think we all have like things that fit like a glove, right? Sure. And um, sometimes you feel like this is how, like you might get a, there's like a mouse here with a big ball on it for like, yeah. you know, so some people like that. Some people yeah. just like, you know, just typing and moving the, whatever, it, with the, the little pad and mm -hmm. it's what feels comfortable for you. And for me, um, I find like, it's kind of like a, um, I don't want to say like a, it's just like I know where it, how to access what I need to, yeah. and then and then just like what features are on the machines to allow me to do certain things. So I'm like, well, if I'm with my hand on this, my hand on that, where can I get? Oh, okay, foot pedal, mm -hmm. or um, I, you know, like I saw uh, heard D Styles and Qbert uh, scratching um, with a Wawa pedal, and I was always into that, and I actually didn't get one. And or ever try it really until about a month before I started working on the DMC, mm. and uh, and I had to build that version of the fretless fader. Sure. I didn't know John B's yet, uh, the inventor of it, um, and so you know there I am waiting for parts like every month, like Germany or like mm -hmm. China, and like putting slowly together things and messing this up and cutting mixers and. And like meanwhile, thinking because there's this guy I was competing against um, who had one too. I thought for sure he's gonna, you know, I'm like no one's gonna beat me in my tone game. And then and then you know every turntable had its thing. Yeah. So the to me, every time you do a DMC routine, you got to do or a battle routine or a routine, you got to like up it, you know. Yeah. And also you're able to up it. Sure. It's like skateboarding, sure. you know. So first you kickflip three stairs, then you're like, well, I could probably kickflip four, yeah. and then so on. And so, and plus you want to because you don't want to do right. the same thing. Of course. Okay. Not just like the same thing as other people and elevate, but also yourself. You're just not satisfied. You got that mm -hmm. hunger of like. Mm -hmm. So, and then so you're adding and adding, and then you're able to do more. And then that was just a culmination of those years of trying. And then I was like, I could use any equipment in that battle. So I was like, what? do I do that others don't and how can I you know flip that and and so that was just me trying to like you know think because what hasn't been done in the DMC what will what will like add to the history of it yeah and like make people say because a lot of people win but then you're like oh dope you won congrats but then do they get remembered for what they did or do you are you ever like yo so-and-so right. won and he did this thing with his like you know armpit and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden like we got horns and I don't know whatever it is you like remember it's like a it's like a, a marker yeah, in time absolutely and absolutely. then so that wasn't happening anymore right and, and it's I, funny I, I mean I definitely felt that like that you know between Qbert like for a lot of years after Qbert like there was just kind of people doing the same thing not really yeah. advancing the, the sport I, I hear you and and for me that would be after um um craze basically mm -hmm. maybe yeah i mean there were people who were like technical with it that got like yeah great at what they do but not changing the game yeah, yeah. so so uh so you get in and, and you win dmc mm -hmm. how does that change the business for you um I'll, I'll stop before the word business and how does it change um you know uh, i would say like i was so happy that um, it was like a conversation that now got open mm. to people like, you know, Shortcut reached and like D Styles, with, you know, kind of sure. like people were like, you know, in, like I, I, the day I won or posted it even, um, Craze wrote, like he writes things about other people's routines, but he wrote like, holy shit, tons of exclamations. He doesn't, he's not a hater, but he's a realist. He doesn't yeah. do that. Yeah. And I was just like, 
okay like that's tingles you know it's like yeah. whoa i'm like okay so that's real and then i uh, so after just that's what i was actually after mm -hmm. you know and and it just was like now i'm really like paid my dues and really part of you know the scene and it's also that stuff i was telling you about where i'm trying to find something that's different i did it i, I didn't just it wasn't just a, a, a desire and then um in terms of um business of it yeah i was getting more bookings you know yeah. I mean, it if anything though it, people didn't know me before so they a, a lot you know the the, the the amount of people in the dj world because i think the only people that probably haven't heard of me in the dj world are like tiesto or something you know what i mean right um i mean it's funny cause shout I, out tiesto <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's but, funny because we you know we use this term dj yeah to mean i don't even know what it means anymore because it used to be turntables, now not everyone uses turntables. Yeah. It used to be playing other people's music, now it's not necessarily that, right? Yeah. Um, I think it means you're not a country singer. Is kind of all it means to be a DJ. But then again, you got um, Avicii with uh, Eminem. Yeah, and, exactly. Know, uh, but uh, yeah. So like, I mean, yeah, like uh, it's Alan just Black. such a broad term that encompasses yeah. all this stuff that, and sometimes doesn't even have that much in common. I agree, and so people like knew me for that yeah and then so they're like oh we'll get you to do a showcase or oh we'll, we'll right. see but we're not really doing turntablism at this thing so and i'm like i dj i've been a dj right. that's the first just thing i did is party DJ and, and yeah and yeah. i mean party rock and raves like just yeah. doing like raves are a lot of things i got booked at first because right? yeah because the hip-hop scene where i was from was really like it's kind of like there's one steak and like mm -hmm. oh everyone's trying to eat it and mm -hmm. i was just i just wanted to dj so i ended up becoming and what do you play at raves hip-hop Oh, really? Yeah. I okay. mean, like, girls will come up, they see a little tag right. that you're like, you know, oh, hey, what's up? What do you do? And I'm like, uh, what are you playing? What time are you going on? I'll be like, six in the morning, I play hip hop. And then <laughs> and then they're like, oh, and they walk away. <laughs> then six in the morning comes, right. and I, and they're all high. And you know, me, I, I smoked weed and stuff, but I wasn't right. into that. And then um, they would come up to me after, like, you saved me the night. And I was like, uh -huh. and I'm like, yeah, you know, and so that's. <laughs> I, that's why I like groupies and stuff like whenever oh, that man. would happen and stuff I would just be like push that to the side that's you gotta like get whack. early just they were all whack like yeah. nobody really likes you for who you are and that's yeah. kind of how I am in general in life is like you know like um yeah but anyways so for that's sure. that's why I play raves a lot and it, it really made me from day one now that I think about it I didn't even think about it because my whole thing has always been playing in front of people who you have to prove yourself to and in, in the hip-hop community they'll be like oh yeah i got that record dope what For up sure. we're hip-hop we're the same yo what up right. but like you know or even skateboarding oh you skateboard skateboarding is like you skateboard you're cool like yeah. we're down with us yeah, that's yeah. just it you don't have to do more yeah. have fun and then and then so i would always be put in front of these people like in montreal when i lived there i played like every festival there mm -hmm. and i'd be put on like before or after a band and the band would be like if i was after them they'd be like why are you playing after us and then they'd see me and they'd be like yo how are you like changing notes and like that was really cool we should talk and yeah. it's like or the or even the crowd they'd be like oh dj bray's coming on and people would be like you know like you could see it. and then i'd play they're like oh what yeah. you know and then they'd come closer like and 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 that was always my thing is like so i, I at first i was like they don't even know they don't even know they're just like you know mm -hmm. and then I was like so is it like you're trying to prove something to them yeah but then yeah. I, I turned from they don't even know to like oh man <laughs> like you know what did I pick this game for <laughs> like I like doing it but then I was like every time I finished they would like it and I was like okay like right. at least that but I'd be like then I sort of got that thick skin where it's like I didn't know every time every time I didn't know if they would like it after so I always had this feeling of 
I don't know, like I, I didn't, I, I, not shyness, not timidness, but like not worried, but something about that all combined. And I was never nervous, but it was just kind of like, I really have to be on my game. If you're, uh, if you want to hear from another one of a kind DJ, uh, rare, unique talent, go back in the Rebel Radio archives. One of my first interviews uh, was DJ Newmark. He's the DJ for Jurassic Five, and uh, similar to what I was saying earlier, the term DJ doesn't really do it justice for for Newmark. Do yourself a favor, go online, Google uh, DJ Newmark toys and watch what he does with some children's toys. It is unbelievable, and I, I can watch it over and over. Uh, do that after you finish up here on Rebel Radio. And I just read Questlove's book. It's one of, it's one of my favorite books I've read recently. Cool. Um, and he talks about, I forget where it was, but some party that he played where like a bunch of his heroes were going to be there mm. and he was going to play the best set of all time. And like, and they came up and we're like, you got to like, started asking requests and like, you got to change this music. Oh, and it just wrecked damn. Him. Um, and he, you know, cause he had this thing in his mind, but he also said, you know, the lesson, right? Is yeah. like, you got to, you're there for the crowd. Yeah. And adapt. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. So back when I played those raves, what it taught me was like, cause nobody came up to the DJ. Like you, you, right. they, yeah, were, not a, at a rave, they so. were a teacher yeah. and you were happy to see yeah, them and yeah. you listened for that hour. Yeah. I mean, a festival is a, it's a different animal. Yeah. Right? And I mean, I, I enjoyed it because it was like, you know, just like, let me be, I have yeah. something to say, yeah. but I still feel that way because like now what you're talking about is true, but they just want you to play the exact same song. Like sure. they're happy. Like, and I don't care about sounding like, jaded i'm not i just think it's silly that people nowadays want to like go and hear the same song from every dj well look they're conditioned you know again you don't go to a concert i mean you can shout out the songs you want to hear but they're not gonna know like bands don't adjust their set list based on requests right i mean but, it's happened yeah. sure but I, but, I but you don't go saying. see the rolling stones at an arena and yeah. they're like you know hey can Start i hear uh, you know what I mean, right um, or someone else's song they want you to play a cover of, right? True. And so it just, but <clears throat> we just have a uh, an idea in our heads of what yeah. a DJ is and True. what they do, yeah. And our, you know, our relationships as fans or yeah. as attendees to the DJ, yeah. Um, and that's uh, and that works fine for some situations yeah. and not so well for others. Yeah, and I'm not against playing. Um, you know, if someone requests something, I'm like, you know what, that's that's no problem. But it's like, they, you know, like one time, um, I was playing this party and someone's like, can you play um, Bohemian Rhapsody? I'm like, you know what, yes, I can. Yeah. So, and I was playing something around 70 BPMs. It was like a sort of a dubstep song, as you could say. And I was like, wait, the key is exactly the same. Hey, hey it's halftime of this. If I just put that yeah. a little higher, and I started mixing, I'm like, this is dope. And then, you know, it's even like got a different signature of it. So, and then she's like, no. She comes up after, she's like, no, don't do that. Play the song. Play, I let, play my, and I was like, so not only am I playing right. the song, but I have to play it the way you want me to play it. So it's just like levels, but I'm not, you know That's what? I, it's, it's just. You know, so there's playing routines. I see what you're saying as a band, you know, and you know what I request. But yeah, I'd, be, I'd love it if someone's like, yo, play your ZZ Top routine. I'd be like, all right. Sure. You know what? Yeah, yeah that's Thank different. you for remembering. Right? Right. I'll play that, that track from your album. Sure thing. Yeah. But like, you know, and that's not to like just make my ego like happy. It's like, but 
I, I mean, if someone's always, you know, so I'm, I don't care. That's that's just like part of the game. But like, um, yeah, I mean, I guess so. So that how did you know change everything? It made me um, feel relief mm -hmm. uh, too because I was like. This is what I was trying to do, but I'm not done. So what's happening? So next, you know, right, right, right. Because uh, I'm sure. Yeah, because I had taken a pause, by the way, from battling for a long time. I, I I stepped away after winning Canada, and that was my only goal. Actually, my only goal was winning Winnipeg, mm. and I was like, but uh, I produced and I produced, and I yeah. was like, I wanted to be like in my band, so I had a rap group called Sound Barriers with Gruff the Druid in Canada. We toured, mm -hmm. and it was dope. And then I was like sitting on the, you know couch with my friend scratching DJ Vect and we were like you know watching some routines we're like that guy what the fuck is he doing that's so cheap that's whack that's like people don't even know and then I realized like he was battling and making some noise but I'm just sitting on the couch I'm like right. what, you know who? that's the worst I was like yeah. time to get off the couch and yeah. you know I'm not allowing myself to be that guy and then afterwards I was like hey cool well now I can just continue producing and, and, and you know the rappers that I had worked with years before they were like you know where I was like the guy who did choruses and then you know they were like in the limelight and then it was like this shift where now people listen to me so that's one of the changes i really mm -hmm. liked it was like okay like not because i had more clout than them and i i, I, I never used an ego situation i don't maybe right. that's also some of my problems for like advancing in this world but i uh, i just was like okay now they're gonna listen so and i liked that because i didn't have to the proof is in the pudding sure. you go again skateboarding you go and do a kickflip down a set of 10 stairs you did it. Doesn't yeah. matter if you're skinny, ugly. You started yesterday. You did it. That's yeah. it. You yeah. know, in, in scratching, you could like watch a tutorial, do a certain scratch overnight, and still people are like, you know, because it's all subjective. Music's mm -hmm. subjective. Sure. So. But sure. um, yeah, it got me more gigs, and uh, so uh, I liked it, it. It doesn't feel like you think of this as a business. I mean, I definitely. Okay, so this is this is a good question. So all I had was that passion which I, you know yeah. still you know and i only wanted my goal was to feed my skills and to um add to the culture and and it's really all it was mm -hmm. and then and then so i did that and then i'm like getting older a bit and i'm like i'm like well i was dreaming about this and i dreamed about winning the skateboard competition again in, in my town i won yeah. but then i was like wait i, I never dreamt about money before mm -hmm. that's not really but i guess i better start dreaming about it because like if i, I can make my dreams come true even though I'm not like that's not that honorable or whatever sure. I, I need to make a living so I was like now I'm like dreaming of money and I'm trying to think about how that works you know how how does that fit in you know to my um and, and it's coming you know yeah. I'm, I'm starting you know I'm, I make these scratch records like you mm -hmm. know um, mm -hmm. these things man um, I, I gave one to uh, the test press to Z chip oh, that tough. day and these things like I, I make a record I spent five years to make it and you know sell a certain amount I make those like in a week or two, yeah. and produce them in a week or two, and they sell like thousands of copies. I make yeah. so much money. I'm like, yeah. it's skewed, but I mean, whatever. No, because it's. I mean, that's a musical instrument. It's right? true. It's oh, a, it's true. Oh, good point. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, yeah. People, because it's it's a broader because not everybody who likes scratching likes my. Yeah, that's a good point. But so you know, and and um, some cool shit happened recently too. Um, which, uh, you know, started allowing me to get a bit more money and also do what I like is I started playing with this orchestra. Mm. Uh, I did like a 60-piece orchestra What's show. What's it called? Uh, well, it was written by Prokofiev and it's okay. called um, Concerto for the Turntables. Uh, uh, who's, who's the orchestra? Uh, uh, um, well, this one, it's always, it's just a um, like a score. So oh.
so uh, DJ um, uh, uh, um, uh, Switch, sorry Switch, DJ Switch um, was the one who worked with Prokofiev to do the first um, performance, and then uh. it was touring. And so this uh, the the um, um, orchestra, the Montreal uh, Symphony Orchestra uh, sought me out. And, you know, sixty piece orchestra. I'm the soloist. Never read a never read a. I'm not good at reading music, mm -hmm. but I can. But so here I am, like you know, the, two practices, half hour each. They they've never seen it before. They're they're, they're going through it. And I'm like, but 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 is it, wait a minute, you know. And then I have to you know, so I was up right. like till six in the morning every night trying to get it right. And it was fun, man, and I it mean, was challenging. You learned about work ethic from those guys. Yeah, well, no, no, no. I learned about work not ethic. Not that you don't have no. work ethic. No, no I'm was, not saying that. Th that. That work ethic is what allowed me to be able to do it, to be honest. But yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. But then um, um, it went off well, and you know, I get, and I get paid well for it. So it's yeah. kind of like a, okay, I see a lane. And so now I'm, I'm like, I might not be that guy who's like making tons of money party rocking although mm -hmm. you know I can and I do like I'm going to and I went to China a couple weekends ago I'm going to go again in a couple weeks last year I had a big tour there I'm, and and you know I do Europe and stuff um, and but but that's might not be where I'm like you know what's but what's, but but like I'm finding my own lane so I'm like okay a musical side fits there yeah um, the scratch records are okay that fits there and like you know working um, I'm working on commercials and stuff and mm. I enjoy that because it's like nice. how do I like figure out what they what's in their head how do i figure that out and i love that skill yeah it works well with rappers and stuff so what's um what's the vibe in china so my my dad lives yeah. in china oh cool where in beijing cool and oh he's a, he's a uh he's a musician there oh nice yeah well next time i go you gotta link us yeah for Let sure go um so okay so china well first of all beijing you gotta watch out because every time you blow your nose at night there's some black up in there you really it's really yeah but um so first time i went there was for pleasure uh -huh. um as actually after dmc i'm like let's just like get out of the world oh, cool. so my wife and i went to like the you know center of the country and i was like my plan was to just record sounds in the street, make beats every night. Oh, um, nice. And then, um, you know, perform them in front of somewhere cool like the Summer Palace or mm -hmm. the Temple of Heaven. And, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it was dope. It went really well. got well received. I put a video up every night. And even though China wasn't, it was hard to, my label at the time, I would send them the thing that would post it. And I was learning a lot about their culture. It was so dope. It was like, yeah. I, I want to, that's, it's called Culture Cuts. It's a series that I've been pitching to, to different um, TV stations. It's gonna oh, come, cool. It's going to come out on um, actually with DJ City. We just we just signed about it for a nice. pilot there. But it's 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 that was my favorite thing. That's how I got introduced to it. But then from being there, all these people are like, "Hey, you know, DJ Brace is here. Why don't you come down to this thing or do that?" Sure. I'm like, "Well, I'm here with my wife, but let's do that for next time." So then I made this whole tour, and I saw like a lot of the country, and I love it. It's just. I don't know what it's just so different and it's not like I haven't seen the, I've seen a lot of the world but I didn't see Asia yet no, and it's totally different it was it's so fresh so it's yeah. I just love I love the music I feel like that is people would always tell me like Asian music was seemed to be a part of what my albums were like mm -hmm. and I was like I don't know okay you know but then I went there I was like so I'm so in love with it I'm like so pa that's to be honest most passionate I am uh, right now is about that project um, so I go do these DJ gigs and then meanwhile I'm sampling stuff on the streets and I'm like okay the DJ gigs are over you know yeah. I'm like, and they treat yeah. you well there the culture is yeah. really open yeah. um, they have some of that like you know play whatever else is playing but it's fun for me they don't Really, I can't. I guess I can't speak the same language, so they don't really ask requests. But like, right. but they, but they, you could just. It's by like yeah, that whole sure. feeling, like you were saying sure. with um, Questlove. You have to make your own bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a mistake you made early on that you uh, 
make sure you never repeat. Uh, don't forget your uh, power plug. Don't forget your MIDI cable. Um, yeah. You know, bring extra needles. Sure. There's tons of mistakes. Um, don't let uh, you know the sun get on your turntables because the um, records will start warping up, and you're yeah. like, "Wait, what's happening?" Well, oh, and then you know, there's there's just countless. You know, don't don't um, run after your favorite hero when you're young. And be like, "Hey, so like, what's up, man?" Just like focus on you because you know that 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 you know you really got something to present. And, yeah. You know, those those are a bunch. I made tons of mistakes, but that's how you that's how you get you know to not make mistakes. Sure, of course. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, about that turntable real quick. So there's like all these um, scales in it. Yeah. Um, and got that from John Bees who did the fretless. And um, and I just, you know, there's like just features on it, which I tried to, you know, just influence the company to make. And yeah, it's pretty dope. I, uh, I've been, I just made a video for it. It's going to be coming out um, in July, like nice. July 4th or something. So stay tuned for that. That's, I, I really worked hard on that. That's like, again, you have to elevate. But, um, you know, on the and then I know you got, you got some records coming out too. Yeah, whoa. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, you heard some of my music. So, yeah. so actually, before I tell you what's coming out, you know, plug myself. What, what did you think? Or like, what was um, sort of your impression of some of the stuff you heard? Because it's all really different. I mean, the funniest thing is that, like, you know, again, we think of DJs as hip-hop, or we think about dance music. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, And, but, you know, I, I wrote down, like, I don't know, after listening to your music, I don't, I, what I thought I knew about genres, mm. I don't know. Okay, that's good. So like what happened about a year ago, um, I finished my last album, put it out uh, through Fat Beats called The Pathia, it's mm -hmm. part of a trilogy. Mm -hmm. um, take a while to explain that, but I will. If you want, just check them out. Um, Nostomania, Synesthesia, Apathia, look out for those. Um, and I really desperately, I promised myself I'd finish the trilogy and I told myself when it's done, I'm gonna try like everything I haven't tried mm. musically. But then at the time, I'd built up all these rules, and, you know, Primo used a MPC and all these people, original samples, no represses, ah, you know, and I, and I talked to one of my um, DJ friends, uh, actually, I Emerge, I mentioned earlier, mm. he's like, why have rules? <coughs> Break those rules. You know, like, try everything. Like, what? Yeah. And I was like, oh, light switch went off. As hard as it was, I started breaking all my rules, and I started, like... I just went off. It was so fun. It's so fun to make music now. I've been the first four months I was here. I wrote three albums, ten songs, and now I'm just been doing the mixing and shopping and um, man. So that's what it is. So the fact that you don't understand the genre is great because it means yeah, that that's making, not a complaint. No, no, no. It's that's just, that's, that's what my goal. Stood out to me. No, like, for sure. It could never be a. a, a, a it, it's always a compliment. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what everybody's trying to do. Like, I make wiggle. Clover step, you know, and you're like, what is that shit, you know? Because you know, and so sure. you don't have to make a genre, but right. the fact that you don't know what it is is fresh to me. Or, yeah. you know, but it's on all, all intents and purposes, like our grandparents would just call it electronic or something, because they don't really know. Sure. But uh, but yeah, I mean, so DJs have always been to me people who find records, scratch them, play records to make you either dance or have a great time making mixtapes um, or or produce music that's since DJ Shadow you know I came out and I was like that's just that was my definition right. and so that's what was my archetype and, and cool. I've been sort of just 
you know, trying to scratch as good as DJ Shadow until I got better, and I was like, "Yo, I'm better than DJ Shadow." <laughs> no, but he, he's probably he, he. I'm just I'm just fucking around, but he, he's dope too, obviously. But that was my archetype, yeah. That's cool. Mm. So, um, um, so what I was asking you though, I can't get away from it. What, what was your um, impression other than the the, the genre? And now I'm interviewing uh, you, by the way. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> what was my? <sighs> what stuck out to you? Anything? It was like it was like a Rorschach. Like, you know. No, I don't have a good answer for that. I mean, I hear the Asian influence it oh, yeah. after you say it. Dope. I didn't pick. I didn't have a name for that when I was listening. Mm. But it's just this eclectic. Like I felt like I was on a journey. Dope. Um, like I was not in control. Like I was being Fresh. taken, mm. which is which is a good feeling. Nice. Um, I like that. Uh, it's it's funny. Like I'm always, you know, my relationship to music. I find fascinating, like, meaning, um, first of all, I wake up with a song in my head almost every day. Oh. It's not always a song that I like. Mm. Um, sometimes it's something hella cheesy that I wish wasn't stuck in my head, but it is. Fair. And I kind of, you know, have learned to respect that. And sometimes, like this, like walking in here, I, I, it was like uh, Ollie and Jerry from the Breaking Soundtrack. you know five years yeah. and I don't know why like it just fell out of the file folder at that moment yeah, yeah. that's so cool I w that's a really cool like um, everybody has these mechanisms that's a really cool um, so th th I'm glad to hear that because uh, what my three albums were about is and I've been passionate about for uh, like the last ten years is finding out because like what do you think because I don't want to know that everybody thinks no everybody thinks the same thing sure and that's i was like complaining about a bit earlier is we're all wanting the same thing because we don't really we've been told to so, it's but so wait, hard though. but wait 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 though because okay. like cause the okay. thing about it is that interests me because it's just an interest it's not like a thing that i i never think we should be a certain way i never think things should be a certain way and that's what my point is i'm getting at is that i started this thing i was like let me make it like sort of anonymous where like I put a song out there, and there's a painting that goes with the song, and, th and that's, that's what if you get my actual records in the CD mm. or, or, or the digital versions have it too. Yeah. Like, and and that album in particular, and I know what you're talking about. It was made because the first one's called Nostomania, and that's called the uncontrollable. It's like the, defined as the uncontrollable urge to return home. Mm. So it was kind of like you find a definition of it to yourself, and then you want to go back there, which has always been sort of how we feel about music. You put it on, you're like. It's like the all you know that that track you were talking about from Break, and you're like, I just haven't felt like that in a while. What's that feeling? It's yeah. not the feeling I get. Right. And and the fact that you have those is what I'm trying to incite because a lot of times now, people are like, yo, that band, the band is like, oh, they're the right. pinnacle, like they're cooler than me, and I can only hope to like own their future record, and I'm just, oh, you know, and then you're focused on that. But what happened back in the '70s and '60s? People were like they were in control they put it on their record player sure. and they were like you know wow I feel this I right. feel like that and that's gone So, in my opinion so I wanted to not bring that back but I was interested in what is that and so the first one is Nostomania yeah like I said you find your path home mm -hmm. the second one is Synesthesia you know which we all, all of us know is con confusing the senses um, so you know and then the third one is called Apathia which is this place where philosophers used to try to get to where it's like because you know um, where have no preconceived notions and it's just like the truth mm -hmm. and your truth mm -hmm. um, so because 
a lot of times now, I, every, everything is like filled with like, if I mention something, do you like Trump or terrorism? Right away, poof, these, these things come in. Yeah. And then if I ask you about it, it's like kind of like emotions cloud you, but then also like social structures and construct cloud you. So then how are you going to get a tr what is the truth? And it's hard to tell what that is, but you could get it. You mm -hmm. could get to it, whether it's by research or by thought. And some things are harder to find by thought, but whatever it is, it's like to be non-biased, to calm down and to find the truth. So your truth, getting rid of the noise from the world, getting rid of like the, all the like hate, love, happiness, whatever, getting rid of that and saying, what do I feel? What is, what is, what am I, you know? Yeah. And so that took you on some journey that you couldn't control. So cool. Then you're starting to figure it out for yourself, like what it actually means to you where someone else might say something different. So um, I was really in, in influenced by that, uh, and, and that was my, my trilogy to sort of that people. Cool. And it was also yeah. an orchestral um, attempt at mixing hip hop with orchestra, mm -hmm. orchestral music. And mm -hmm. right when I released the third one, I got that opportunity to work with that Thirty Peaks Orchestra, which is like this is like the world sometimes like that's hands cool. you like you know like yeah. things and prepares you, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's cool. Did but, you ever see Dakar? No. A, so I had a it was Dakar? a it was a sixty piece orchestra. It's called Ooh. Dakar Hip Hop Orchestra. Charlie Parker to Branford and Winter Marsalis Jazz Baby helps keep the living in balance. Shouts to Jimmy Smith and my man Ruben Wilson. You know I'm a fan, I understand what you was feeling. Singing with them hammock keys, innovative OGs. You touch so many across lands and seas. Donald Byrd, Roy Ayers, and Ramsey Oh, right. They were here. I don't know if they're. Wait, is Dakar? Like yeah, D A K A H? Okay. So I had an opportunity to make a record with them. Oh, sick! A while ago. Yo, you gotta, I gotta, I'll, gotta get linked. I'll get you a copy. Yeah. Where, where are they from? They're from here. Okay, because Dakar means uh, second in Hebrew. Oh, okay. I was just wondering, but um, that's cool. Yeah. I, uh, I, it's. Uh, I mean, it's such a cool concept. It's also so practically difficult to get. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I. That's the thing. It's hard with lots of people, but. Yeah. But I mean, hey, you know what? Like, it's just about like just trying stuff, and mm -hmm. I think it's cool. I'm interested in it. It's. It's like. I'm so like wrapped in what I'm doing that half sure. time, which is probably what you hear half time from producers. So it's like we're musicians. That, well, I think but you I, have to be. You gotta. You gotta be able to shut the world out sometimes and create. Yeah, and by the way, speaking of that, so the rappers I'm working with, I come back to that one is Soulcon. If mm -hmm. you Google him, you'll see like millions of views of him battling people. But he also has <coughs> great music, and so I'm producing him now. And then um, working with this guy named Mouth with an E at the end. Mouth. The mm. e. He's incredible and I was a huge fan and, the, and and I heard him right around that time I was talking about breaking my rules and stuff and I hadn't heard music that was like ah like I gotta hear it loop, like just ah you know and, and so then yeah. I reached to him and I felt so lucky to be working with him and now we're just we are like I'm his producer and, and, and he produces with me um, but like we're like just that's my group and me and Soul Con nice. are a group too but then and I have like a bunch of remixes and yeah. single songs and uh, the Mouth Project and some EPs are coming out on the record label called Westwood, which is um, in uh, Canada. It's making some good noise. Mm. They have they have like tons of great releases. And um, um, I started working recently with another hero of mine, uh, which my wife introduced me to uh, through you know listening to telepop music. Um, they have a, had a hit called um, Breathe. Uh, which you know was nominated for a Grammy, but uh, mm. anyways, her name's Angela McCluskey. Okay. She actually lives here, which tripped me out. And um, I brought my wife to see her. We, yeah. me and Angela spoke, and I just produced one of her songs. Oh, nice. And now 
we're working on an EP, and yeah. so it's it's um. It's, it, you know, she's a singer, so I'm doing singer-songwriter type stuff, which is super interesting to me. Um, I'm sure. And I'm just, you know, so those are the things like I'm up to. I'm just immersed in that. Uh, you'll catch me at shows. Uh, you'll catch me at the Beat Junkie School. I've been teaching, so, you know, I've, oh, since cool. 2002, I was working with them. But, so I'm, you know, <clears throat> these are the things. So what do you, when you're teaching, you teaching? Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm sure a lot of it is on is technique, right? And uh, but what's something that you tell students who are starting out as DJs? What are, what are um, some important lessons they need to well, know? Well, actually, they tell me what they need to know because mm. everybody's at varying levels. But what I find is I have to learn how you learn because it just, like, I've seen teachers, and I didn't come up with this through, you know, like thinking about it before. Mm -hmm. I just realized that's how it works. Um, is everybody learns different so if I say you know a baby scratch is moving the record back and forth uh, and then you know you close the fader when you're done let's say um, and and then what does that mean you know where do you find the sound how does right. it what is it so I was like the way I taught it at the very base if you don't get it is open the fader mm -hmm. rub right. the record close the fader sure and then the forward scratch would be the same thing open the fader let go hold close rewind and that's at the very base yep. but at the highest level it'd be like a four scratches you know letting go of the the sound and then closing the fader and getting back to the beginning of it but that's so you have to learn how people learn yeah and and once you break into that um then then it's real easy and i, and I try not to top them with too many like i teach a lot in an hour because a lot of people i i, I have a you know i'm pretty pricey but i'd say mm -hmm. like it's worth it learning mm -hmm. from a world champion but i just tend to I, yeah i tend to like give them a lot but i know when to cap them off because if you teach someone 10 scratches they'll learn them in an hour and do them replicate them but then next week they're yeah, yeah, yeah. too much so yeah, i think about four or five scratches in an hour and i always go a bit over time but like people are always like oh it's a lot I'm skeptical almost no matter who and then at the end they're always thanking me like yo and and I teach production too, so I, I really just try to fi figure out what they want, nice. what their goals are, how do they learn, and inspire them too. Because a lot of them are timid and shy. The older you get, the, the, the more shy you are. Yeah. If you teach little kids, they don't care. Yeah. They'll yeah, listen yeah, because they sure. want to. They're like, oh, I, he taught me that. I want to learn another one. Give me mm -hmm. another one, you know. Mm -hmm. And and that's so fun. But like, it's rare that you get. You know, everybody's usually like, because it's a cool thing, right? Like, I don't want to look uncool. I'm like, right. and I told, and I, and yeah, it, of course. And it's the truth is like. No difference between you and me on scratching at all, yeah. at all. None of that stuff with the foot pedals and all that stuff. It's just that I put in more time than you. No question. And you, you might have yeah. to put in an extra 100 hours versus what I put in, or you might have to put in less, but it's just the amount of time you put in. So that letting them know that logically, they're like, it switches off, and they're like, okay, so I just, yeah, he's right. I mean, why, why, that's totally correct. So now I just don't have, I don't have to feel bad. You know, a baby doesn't feel bad when it's not walking perfectly at the right. beginning right but it doesn't know not to but we need to be told of course that it's okay so. of course it's funny it's funny whenever my son tells me he's not good at something i'm always like dude i remember when you couldn't even sit up by yourself boom that's exactly it yeah. you know, roxanne Chante said that to me once when i was like coming up i was her dj once mm. and she's like because i was like oh, i don't know like what where's this going she's like don't forget where you came from yeah and then i remembered that kid who didn't know anything <coughs> about scratching who had finished and just wa wanted to like finish with bands and wanted to just do his own music sure and then the basement in winnipeg yeah and then had aspirations after seeing so i'm like oh yeah oh okay oh word i'm in the right spot yeah you know? yeah, yeah that's yeah. what's up one thing i've noticed um uh 
I've noticed that watching you online and, and especially that kid Case Wiz. Yeah. Who's 14 or. For sure. No, yeah. He yeah. might be a little older now. He's, he's, my, he's my good friend. So. Is he? Yeah. Um, is He does it a lot, is looking at the camera. Oh, yeah, okay. And, and you know, the old, uh, you know, uh, Jazzy Jeff and Peter Piper and like that, DJs never looked at the camera. So I'll tell you. The day. I'm, oh, yeah, actually, go ahead. Um, it just stuck out to me, like, obviously, you know, I, I spent a lot of time with musicians and um, content and your, your social persona and all that is now part of, you know, we're at a point where people have learned that's part of what, what it means to be a musician or, or a yeah. public figure of any sort, right? Um, For sure. And that hit me watching him especially, but even I see you do it a little bit too. And like, so I just wonder... You know how much, how much are you thinking about that? About that, um, the performance aspect, your social media presence, like. Wow, that's a really good question. Um, okay, starting off, when you do a speech and you're told when you're really young, address the crowd. Yeah. You know, and and then second, whenever people have watched battles and they say that guy who was just like, yeah, half time is not looking. It's like that's kind of awkward, you know. So just just look up a bit, you know. Yeah. And then. Um, that, that that being said, um, you know you 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 hit a nail on the head because when I was filming uh, one of my biggest routines, that uh, um, I was like, okay, I, I learned my routine. Now I'm gonna like, you know, you did this, you know, right. that, and then it's like, and then that, yeah. and then I was like, I was messing up my routine like crazy. And I was like, wait, one day I realized that for three days filming, eight hours a day, I was like, I spent six months making this routine. But I didn't spend one day like doing these motions. I sure. I, I used like the yeah. time between to get to the next. So I'm like, why am I doing? I'm like, you know what? Cut all that shit up. Just go straight. Whatever you, happens, happens. And um, and that's it. And so I mean, there's a bit of it because if you go to an actual performance on stage, you have to look at the crowd. Mm -hmm. Like everybody looks at the crowd. Maybe the drummer's like behind. You don't see him. Right. But it's it's yeah. the first time I battled nationally in Canada. People said what they said about me was most like I was a zombie because I, I didn't I didn't like have yeah, like, you know, sure. like and but at the same time I, I looked straight the whole time. I didn't even look at my tables and I was good at that because I already knew what I had to do. But they were like, "Whoa, how did you do yeah. that shit?" And I wasn't one of my tricks. It's just like I was like I don't want to look down. I know what I got to do. Sure. And so and they're they're the crowd. So and half the time I, I look up at the crowd because I, I I'm good at that now. So I I don't I learn not to stare specific people in the eyes. It's awkward, mm -hmm. but I look mm -hmm. out there. Yeah. Because it's like you're connecting with people, but. In videos, I agree when it's just like they mouth the words like "yo," you ain't right. going to last, you know. And this, I'm like, stop. Yeah. Or they're like, they're like, mm -hmm, yeah, it's about to happen. And right. I'm just like, I know it's about to happen. <laughs> just like if you want to look up and be like, you know, right. Or if you're just like, hey, what's up, guys? It's just like you know, you like just just. It's it's a well, little. Yeah, I mean, but I, I mean, think it's like anything, right? It's. But it's, he's a little kid. You're talking about case with. He's so no, excited. Good. He's when I was over at the house. He's like, he's just like all the time. He's like, hey, Brace, what's up, man? Check out the scratch I did. All I do is scratch. And I'm at his house. He's like, no. And he's just so excited yeah. and passionate about it that what you see is just a kid who's just happy to share things. So it's so it's real and it's innocent. Whereas he's. No, he's, I mean it feels very natural. No, no, yeah, right? no. I'm not saying you were. Yeah, yeah. I'm just telling you how I feel about yeah. it. As because some sometimes people are like, and, and they've written online even about his stuff. Is like people shouldn't smile. People. Oh shouldn't. really? And I, I mean, I mean, like, I mean. No, I can see. What but I, but I mean, I, like the people who have said that, I give them, I understand them because they want to see, you know, what they don't want to see you plan 
and, and it is kind of annoying like Craze put a video he's like hey guys I'm smiling and the whole way through he did this and I was just like that's, that's funny as shit yeah. but it's like it's it's true and I, I think um, look if you're all showmen and like right. putting on wigs yeah, and like no doing body spins and right. that's not gonna that's maybe one point you For know sure. but like really like I said earlier the proof is in the pudding so at, at the end of the day if they're doing sick shit and you're like yo blown away cool definitely no, I love those videos, uh, K-Swiss, and I think, like, <clears throat> and I think, you know, yeah, you have to engage with people, right? That's True. That's ultimately what, you know. It does get a bit weird, though, on video when someone's looking at you and you're, like, sure, not expecting because yeah, yeah. you're, like, whoa, what's coming in? Look at me? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right, I got to get to a, a lightning round. Um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> nice. We need, a, we need a transition song. It's perfect. What's your favorite city to travel to? Uh, Lijiang, and uh, yeah, Lijiang. Where is it? It's in China. What, what part of China? Yunnan province. Oh, okay, mm. south. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I haven't been to the south yet. Super dope. Thousand-year-old cities and yeah, it's amazing. Well, I was in Hong Kong, so that was like my closest. Yeah, they all have that much history. We don't have it here. Cause, yeah. But anyways, yeah. Of course, that's cool. That was my favorite so far. Who's your favorite DJ? Wee D Styles. What's the last great book you read? Ooh, um, wow, that's going back a long time. Um, I would say Bomb the Suburbs is probably my favorite. Oh, changed, I love that. Yeah, it changed me a lot. I have a... I, have a, uh, I mean, I've read books since, but that was the one that still takes the cake. I have a copy with the pages stapled together, like pre... Like oh. he sent it. Oh. Um, he sent it to Up me. William Upsky? Like, uh, Upsky, yeah. So he's, he's uh, I haven't talked to him in a long time, but we were friends. He's all into straight politics, deep into yeah, politics. Yeah, yeah, he's deep into politics, for sure. I was always looking for that follow but yeah, that's, that's But one. he sent me a copy for, like, review that was, like, Sick. unbound, like, just pages stapled together. That's a great book. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Sure. I'm glad you say that. Um, what movie have you seen the most in your life? Mm, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> I, we just watched that with my son because uh, he's nine. We saw that like uh, a few weeks ago. Cool. I'm convinced that, good. and ever since then, uh, because those guys were terrible at music, but right. they somehow got good at the end. Remember, they went back yeah, in time yeah, yeah. and learned from the guy in uh, um, Faith No More and taught them. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's actually one of my biggest inspirations because to keep trying and to be like just passionate and don't care and be oblivious That's but hilarious. also I'm convinced that we can make a song or a band or something musical that will create world peace sonically so I'm still working on that interesting <laughs> I'm not joking no I, I, I don't doubt it mm. tell me one decision that changed your life forever mm. nothing can uh, everything can come every dream that I have can be a reality Complete the sentence. I don't have talent. I have blank. Oh, um, persistence. So if I worked for you, what's something I would hear you say over and over? Hmm. Ah, I thought about that from, um, hey, man, you want to go get um, something to eat? <laughs> no, um, I probably... That's very Canadian. Mm, eh? I'd probably be like, um, hey, can you just go study how to mix this properly because uh, I have to make another song. <laughs> That's good. Um, who would you be most excited to learn appreciates your work? Who would I most be uh, like to... Um, D-Styles. Mm. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I'd love to. I've, him and I keep passing. You know, we have these like philosophical conversations. We're supposed uh-huh. to meet up and jam, and it'll happen. But I'd love yeah, to. Sure I, I just love to. He feels his way through music, from what I can tell, and a lot of scratchers, you know, um, don't. So I, I really want to just be around that. Yeah. Brace, thanks for having us in your studio. Yo, of course, man. Sharing all this with us, Real man. Fresh. Appreciate you. Fun. Yeah, yeah I like so, it, man. Nice. Um, how does everybody find you? Oh, djbrace.com. It's the easiest. Cool. I mean, you can do the whole, like, you know, DJ underscore brace. The other guy got it. I don't oh, know. Oh, really? Why. Yeah, and he uh, posted once. But DJ underscore brace, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, okay. But just, you know, Facebook, DJ brace. But just go to djbrace.com. Yeah. You know, and put me in YouTube, put me in Google. Perfect. It's brace. It's DJ brace. Brace. I'm not sure if that's like, you know, gonna like, you know. All right, guys. Yeah, that was DJ Brace on Rebel Radio. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Uh, make sure you leave us a comment, a review on iTunes, a comment on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you like. It's at Rebel Radio Net. And uh, make sure you check out our YouTube page for videos. We're posting videos every week of some of the old episodes, the new episodes, uh, all kind of good stuff happening there. Most importantly, come back next week for more Rebel Radio. Peace. <laughs>